Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Hey, Brad, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing, Addison? I'm doing well. Anything new happen uh, through the week and or weekend? I don't know. Nothing uh, Nothing really big. Did a little work on the Dodge Dakota on Saturday afternoon. Went to the zoo with my son and my wife on uh, Saturday on her birthday, on my wife's birthday. And so that was a lot of fun. First time for my son. Um, we had a good time and he saw lots of animals. Said Dumbo over and over again. It was great. Why would that be? Dumbo and seen, elephants are the same, right? Have you seen the new movie? Is uh, that why? Yes, yes, okay. yes. We haven't seen the new movie, so that wouldn't happen in our house. Yes, of course, we also haven't seen the old one because it's like 45 years old now. You haven't seen it? I no. Think we've seen that one more than we've seen the new one. Ah, why would anyway. we watch? I wasn't a fan of that movie as a kid. Wouldn't make my kids watch it. <clears throat> Didn't okay. do much for me. Okay, that's fair. Well, it's not PC anymore. I mean, a drinking elephant and... Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, flying. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. Depends mm. on who you ask, potentially. What about yourself? Yeah, I got a little bit done. Ended up, uh, it's been, the weather's turned. It's been a bit rainy, but uh, took the day off Friday and got a chance to get out and ride a little bit. Oh, sweet. Got to pick up my youngest from preschool on the bike. She enjoyed that. Really? Because everybody else was in school, so I couldn't uh, right pick up everyone. But since it was just her and I, I went for a ride and bike ran great. And grabbed her on the way home, and we went back to the house, and mm-hmm. from there put everything away. But uh, tested out, got some new goggles. So that was the main point of the ride. Oh. Finally, got myself some quality goggles. Yeah, I saw those on um, Thursday. Got a yeah. After the one show, ended up with a, an awesome discount from for Von Zipper. Um, and got to use, yeah, I got to use that to pick up a couple of new goggle pair, a couple of new pairs of goggles, uh, one dirt pair and one street pair. Granted, there's no real difference other than the styling and functionality of the two, but I will plan to separate them as such. Uh, and yeah, gives me a chance to have some, some quality goggles. Went for a ride. It was not like it was hot or cold and I was going slow for a portion, right? I put them on quickly just to see how they do for moisture wicking and, and defog and all of that and really didn't have an issue. So it was nice. Got out of the street and by the time I got going, there was no fog, no issues. So they definitely ventilate much better than the cheap goggles I had before. So you did a design of experiments and you were dealing, what were you doing? I mean, for each of these experiments. Not really. I just put the goggles on early when I was, when it was warm and from different temperatures when usually cheap goggles will fog up immediately. Okay. Uh, and then wore them as I got the bike out of the garage and right. The helmet was on. Everything was on while I pulled the bike out, got it started, got geared up. The first thing to go on was the helmet. So it was enough time to really start having an issue, whether it's a real issue or not. We'll not know until it rains or gets much wetter. Yeah. It's just, you're an engineer. And so but, I was curious yep. if you were controlling any variables and how no. you were administering these tests. Just low speed time okay. and or stagnant time, which sure. is. I mean, the cheap goggles I had before would fog up very quickly, so it definitely was better as perceived, but not right. verifiably And they were so. comfortable. Comfortable. I tried first the ones, I got some with a roost guard and some without, 
Okay. Kind of two different versions of, of a similar goggle for them. Uh, and the roost guard doesn't fit so well in the street helmet. It's a little tighter fit. The mm. nose cone on it is a little smaller, a little more uh, stylistic. It's not just a big opening. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I'll probably switch up which one I was planning to use for which. Uh, with regards to dirt and street, use the one with the roost guard as dirt, but it's removable. So if I decide that the coloration or whatever works better that way, then I can go right back to it. But it didn't come in and out or, or shift very well within the helmet. It wanted to only sit in one spot because of that roost guard, really wedged it in there. Sure. But it was still much more comfortable than the current goggles. Uh, yeah, multiple foam packages. It's, it's a good goggle. Okay. Uh, Von Zipper did a good job. It's a nice goggle. I know I'm promotion rioting this, but uh, I'm impressed with the goggle so far. Only worn a couple times now, so I'm sure by the end of winter I'll have a pretty darn good review of how well they work because right. uh, I'll be street riding them in all kinds of conditions. Well, if you keep talking about them like this, uh, they'll probably send you some more free ones. I'm okay. Well, the discount code was great. Yeah. It was uh, it was nice. I mean, it it got me a really nice pair for basically the price of a low cost pair. Sure. So, yeah, the the m- amount I paid, they're great. I can already tell you, no matter what happens over the next six months. For what I got them for due to the discount code they offered me, they're great goggles. Yeah. But at full price, that's what's yet, right? If they hold up over the next six months, I can tell you whether they're going to be awesome or not. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, yeah, if they hold up through the winter and don't have fogging issues and I'm not hot or cold, right? They keep the temperature at my face temperature and not really too much ventilation or too little, just the right amount with that tri-foam and, and all the things they've got. They look like they will. So far, they fit great and seem like they will, but uh, only a couple of different environmental changes will will be required to make sure that right. that's true. So I'll have more to come on those. I'm sure I'll wear them probably recently. It's or soon rather than later because it's been rainy and, and crappy, but uh, it's a good chance to test them out. Yeah, we've definitely switched seasons, it feels like, rather abruptly, I would say, yeah. in the Portland Northwest area. So. It's good to hear that you were able to get out. I think there might be an opportunity. Are you going to ride tomorrow? Is it going to be okay here? It looks like the end of this week might pick up temperature-wise and, and weather-wise. And it looks like next week, who knows what will really happen, but next week might be nice. So it should get a lot of opportunities to get good riding in. Sweet. Um, but depending on what's going on, I've got I've got meetings and things at work. So there's there's reasons throughout the early parts of the week it's hard to ride. Excuses throughout. Yeah. The I could week. make it work, but... <laughs> hmm. That's fair. What's fair is fair. And yeah. I can't talk I'm just about not going to make it work. I don't even have mine uh, running, so we'll leave that out. But uh, are, you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, just passing out over here. Okay. Well, I thought you were passing gas, but I was looking. Oh, confused. I wish. That would have been much better. You were leaning over as such. Um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I definitely did give the impression. Hmm. But nonetheless, I uh, did that, and then uh, this weekend went to the RV show. Oh, you Which were fun. mentioning a little bit about this. Played around with a bunch of unaffordable, at least for me, toy haulers that would be awesome for hauling the bikes around and going to track days and <clears throat> dirt bike riding and camping out for multiple, you know, so toy haulers are pretty cool. Uh, definitely got a very clear impression that unless we're going 40 feet, uh, the rest of the family doesn't have much interest in a toy hauler. They don't feel homely. They don't have a nice, inviting, comfortable feel. Right. They, have, they feel they very roomy. utilitarian. They can be rather roomy. They're just a big open box with no finishes, right? I lived in an RV park for a little while when I first started going to college, and I, there was a guy that was beside me. He was single. He set up the back of the toy hauler for just a living room space. Yep. Had his recliner or couch in there and a TV set up. It was, it was just a large open 
open area for being able to kind of feel like you're not trapped as much. So it just depends, I guess, on how you look at it. Yep. I'm not opposed to it, but it was very clear that it would have to be a nicer one mm-hmm. if that's where we went. The used market and or the kind of lower cost versions of these toy haulers just don't have the fit and finish or if any fit and finish. Mm-hmm. It's basically, a, you know, a enclosed trailer with a couch and a bed. Yes. And a bathroom tucked up front. You know what I mean? There's not a lot going on in some of the lower cost ones. And that wasn't going to be up to snuff for the family. So that's fair. Fun to look at those anyway. Even the, you know, right. 50 set, 50 to 70 to $80,000 nice ones was very fun to look at. See the fit and finish on those is really cool with the, they've got basically a loft and they have all kinds of cool stuff on those nicer ones. Uh, but it's found a couple of nice little toe behinds. Yeah. That would be, uh, would be a fun option. We'll kind of keep an eye out in the used market. Yeah. And you can still throw the bikes in the back. Yep. That's what I like about the toe behind. You still get the truck. Yeah. You don't lose the bed of the truck, so we could still, I could still go somewhere with it, towing bikes behind me or whatever mm-hmm. I need. And it sounded like you had a really good experience. You were able to talk to a couple guys there. Uh, it sounds like it was relatively uh, low pressure. Yep. I think they, they were just showing what they had, yep. and if you were really interested, they had some sweet deals going on. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of budging from the prices they had, but the prices they had were all at least ten grand under MSRP, so mm-hmm. pretty good pricing there. A lot of it was the 2019s, they're trying to get out, but... Uh, it was fun. We we usually go not with really any intention other than letting the kids run around and play. Mm-hmm. This time kind of got a little more serious as we'd like to. We go camping a couple times a year. Uh, we'll go, but lately it's been more cabins. Mm-hmm. Realistically, a cabin trip for two nights would be a monthly payment sure. on a trailer. So, you know, if we were to start camping more or actually use it, it would be, uh, you know, it'd basically be worth the money. But you're kind of stuck in. You have to go and otherwise you're kind of. Paying quite a bit. For paying that. for nothing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's the, that's kind of what we got to decide. One, what we uh, want to be able to afford. And then two, you know, whether we'd really get the use out of it that it would deserve. Sure. Not to be worth the money. But it, it was fun to go. The kids yeah. had a good time. Got a little wild by the end. I think everybody was pretty stressed out. So uh, you know, we left and got dinner and went home. Now, since this is a motorcycle podcast, did you see any motorcycle tent trailers? They didn't have anything like that. No. Really? They had a, a lot of versatile campers and and off-road rv type tent trailers and for like jeeping and such yeah or you know like the mazda diesel um box trucks that have been converted into like sprinter vans well i don't know if you've seen the mazda ones but they're kind of a big cab forward box truck Mm, real short box trucks but they had them basically converted into big off-road off you know adventure type uh motorhomes so those Mm. are pretty cool not very affordably priced, but you know, if you were actually going to go overland for months at a time, would be the right option. So, oh, so they had four wheel drive and, yep. and everything that you needed. Four wheel drive diesel, you know, the kind of Mazda diesels that'll go four hundred, five hundred thousand miles all day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good, good, reliable trucks there. And then you know the the toy haulers, they had a lot of them set up, showing you kind of what they can fit, what you know, how versatile they can be, where the the back flap comes down to be a deck. You know, all of those kind of more high-end features of the modern toy hauler that are that are pretty cool yeah but uh yeah nothing that was specific to the motorcycle world no little motorcycle tent you know no motorcycle trailers no mm. none of that Missed none of that there yeah a couple of jeeps showing off you know the little tent trailers they could haul around especially the new gladiator pickups really a lot of those running around uh so was it de- was it sponsored by jeep no all? but it seemed everybody wanted the new jeep pickup to be there if it was a small ultralight trailer, they wanted that to be the show vehicle to 
show that it can be hauled by a small pickup. Makes yeah. sense. It's the newest vehicle of style, right? And there's new Rangers and there's new Colorados. They all look pretty similar. Mm-hmm. The Jeep has a look of its own. So it looks rugged. Looks like a normal Jeep. With a bed, yeah. With a bed. So if okay. you're wanting a trailer to go get out in the, you know, in the wild, Jeep has that reputation. Right. right? Because so. the bed of the truck isn't enough. No. No. No, you need to tow a trailer behind it. 100%. Oh. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Come on. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But no, it was fun. Um, did a little bit of that. Otherwise, yeah, didn't get uh, too much done other than that. A lot of time, you know, wife was out of town, so mm-hmm. a lot of taking care of the kids, hanging out with kids, soccer games, you know, oh. dad stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. important. You're an awesome dad, so I oh, see you going Brad. out and having fun. I appreciate it, Brad. Yeah. You're a good dad, too. I try. I know that you were fishing for a compliment, so. Uh, okay. I thought I'd throw it your way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What uh, what we want to talk about a little bit today, I know we've rambled on about non-motorcycle things for a long time now, mm-hmm. but uh, we are way overdue for picking a name for the GL500. I've been giving you a hard time for weeks about this. You have not, but yes. suddenly today you're coming at me like you have. Uh, I, I really appreciate that retroactive harassment. But We can listen to all the episodes and find out if I've right. ever mentioned Red Randy. Oh, you mentioned it, but not about picking a name. I've already so picked a couple the name. Of, uh, yeah, that's not... I sincerely hope that's not the name, I guess. I can't say it's not, because we're going to drop I don't hat. believe that you actually put Red Randy in the cup. Well, after we draw the real name, you can go through it and look at the names. On air. On air. Okay. That seems boring. I, it is, but I didn't. you didn't show it to me. While I, I talk, you can, you can ignore me and go through the names. Okay. But uh, we've gotten eight submissions mm-hmm. uh, from a range of all kinds of things. Okay. We can uh, rifle off the options that they were once we pick one, so everybody can know whether it was good or bad what was picked. Okay. But rather than uh, creating too much disappointment early on, building up to disappointment, we'll go ahead and uh, pick a name. All right. And Red then, Randy, uh, here we come. Yeah. And then we'll... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and then we'll go ahead and let everybody know what, what the other options could have been. And if anybody fights hard enough on Facebook because it tends to be a crappy name, please do. And we can change the rules last minute. Because that seems to be what we do anyway. Change the rules, we'll do a vote, and we'll end up with Red Randy. We've got a a coffee cup here full of names. I'm sure that will come out great, shaking the names there. Um, And yeah, we're going to go ahead and pick a name. So, uh, insert drum roll here. We don't have one, but you can pretend that you're hearing one. Brad's picking a name. He didn't look. I will verify. I can't look? No, he didn't How look we find as he out? was peeking in. Granted, they're folded. He wouldn't have known anyway. Let's see what we got, man. What do I have to name my stupid bike? Chicken wing. Chicken wing. <laughs> that sucks. All right. And it will be the chicken wing. Luckily, though, we did have a lot of good names that were submitted. And I do have another bike that's going to be the Gladiator. But that's not necessarily has to be the case. Because it isn't running and we don't know the character. But let's uh, let's see what the other options were. If you've also got a GL500, or really any bike, feel free to steal any of these. Uh, we've gotten a lot of submissions from people that listen. Uh, they're, they're pretty good, so we appreciate everybody's participation. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, I know eight people isn't a massive number, but we were excited for that, and we appreciate it. Yes, go ahead, Addison. Let's uh, so the first one I opened here that we don't get to be, which I actually really liked, was from a submission on Instagram, was Maroon500. Yes. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. That's good. That one might stay in the uh, in the brain for the next bike, because I really want, liked that one. 
Classic Comfort. Classic Comfort. That was from uh, Steve, I believe. Yes, earlier today. Oh, that one wasn't familiar. That one's from oh. a number of weeks ago. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Sorry. That was a uh, Facebook contribution. Nice. Yes. Uh, we also had Charlotte, which came randomly today from someone who I think was also put on the spot, similar to Brad's terrible name. That's where this one came from. I'm going to go ahead and put that in the never going to use pile. Broken Wing. Broken Wing came up today. Yes, yes, it did. That wasn't bad. And I think that's why Chicken Wing got picked. And for the record, Dennis is going to be excited. <laughs> His name was Chicken Wing. I'm just remembering who gave us Chicken Wing. And Dennis, who those that still have heard and or are Patreon members can get that first, the, the long lost first episode where we had Dennis talking. Yes. Uh, that was the name he picked. Uh, last one I got here is actually a good one. I think this also came from uh, from Instagram. The same person that picked the Maroon 500, but it's Burgundy Blaze. Ooh. All right, all right. And the last one that I have is 82'd. 82'd? Yes. That was from uh, Stan. Stan. I remember that one. That was an email. Email submission. Yeah, we got... So, to that point, we appreciate everybody that, that found the different ways to get a hold of us. Instagram... Facebook and email, really the three main ways to get a hold of us. So, well done. Yeah, wait, wait. Where's Red Randy? Is it not in there? No. You're holding on to it. Okay. All right, good. I was totally... (laughs) (laughs) You legitimately got me. I was like, oh, crap. There's no way I cheated. I swear I did this legitimately. All right. Man, you freaked me out for half a second there. All right. I'm disappointed. I'm just going to call it Red Randy. I'm not. And I will create some... some decals to go ahead and officially implement chicken wing on the bike. Are you going to remove silver and just put It's not chicken? a bad idea. I might just put a cross, right? Cross it off. Yeah. Yeah. Put a, uh, just a white, white it out. Or you could just, you know, have a, have a silhouette of a chicken wing. Yep. Just saying. We'll work on that. We'll get it official. We'll post it to Instagram and Patreon. Um, but we appreciate everybody's support. Appreciate the inputs. I guess Brad probably appreciates more than I do, because now I'm stuck with Chicken Wing. <laughs> Could be worse. Could have been Red Randy. So, <laughs> life isn't so bad. But uh, that was fun. I appreciate everybody's input. Appreciate all the work there. And uh, go check us out on, on all those spots if you want to uh, participate in all these other things that we do. Uh, or learn more about some of that. You know, obviously Facebook, Patreon, and uh, Instagram. You can find any of that information. But thank you, everyone, uh, for your submissions. Otherwise, after that, let's talk. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Why is it important to name a bike or car? I know we Uh, talked about the necessity that we both have. This mm -hmm. is our short episode in the car. I remember we talked a lot where where you came up with the gloriously crappy name of Red Randy that I can can now just ignore forever. It doesn't have to come up anymore. I'm just telling you, you did that to yourself. I didn't because Chicken Wing is the winner. Yeah, Which I may have also done to myself inadvertently through the Red Randy conversation. <laughs> yeah, at lunchtime. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, why is that important to you, Brad? Why is it important? Because I know you and I both feel, feel this way, and I know there's many people, we've talked to a lot of people about it, feel it's important to add a name to our vehicles. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I think that a vehicle with a name uh, goes out goes goes through life with a legacy of some sort. It's talked about. It's recognizable. Uh, some may argue that um, notoriety of a vehicle having a name is uh, is important, but 
But for me, it's just part of the personality. It's part of your family. It's something that you care about, that you appreciate, that um, it's not just a tool. It's something that you take pride in. And so having a name allows it to be part of your family, as odd as that kind of may be for some people, I think is is pretty important. I, I At the same time, I don't know if every vehicle ends up with a name. Do you... Have I know you don't have a name for every single one of your motorcycles, at least I'm assuming. I do for any that have run or will run. Okay. Um, parts bikes I don't name because it's just a donor. It's patient zero or, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's a donor vehicle. It's donor one, two, three, four, five or whatever. I'm sure in the medical field they don't call them by their, by their God-given names when you get a donor. Maybe they do. I don't know how donor organs work mm-hmm. other than that they save lives um but yeah anything that i've run or will ride you know it, i usually won't name similar to the gladiator is the plan yeah. for the bike i'm building but other things are still running through my head because i haven't finished it yeah i haven't fired it up and i don't know its character so to my point i think it's important because i think it's the it is kind of the exclamation point at the end of something uh, yeah of, of that member of your family maybe and to your point or to that that thing that you appreciate, mm-hmm. right? And I, I think they all have to fit for you, right? Now, again, in this case, we let the masses to pick a name. So whether right. it fits or not, truth be told, for where I'm at, doesn't really make too much of a difference. Um, but, you know, on the custom build I'm doing will make a difference, and I really would rather pick my own name. So you know what brought this on, though, right? You Was understand that I hadn't had a name. you yes. hadn't named it yet. No, I understand. So how much time does one get to name a vehicle? I think you got to give it, you got to understand the character of it. I think chicken wing can be a grown on, I mean, it's silver wing. So wing is an obvious association. Right. And it's not, you know, the fastest bike on the road. Mm -hmm. You know, you end up with some chicken strips because you can't carve all the way. Right. Uh, There are ways that. You can't really fly. Yeah. There are, yeah. There are ways (laughs) that, that this name could be associated and can grow onto the vehicle. Much like most of the names. I I mean, with those submissions, a lot of those you you can associate and I can learn to love them for the vehicle. Red Randy <laughs> was not the case, which is why I had no interest in that name. But in all fairness, it, it was, was part of the group. Like, it's red. It's I red. left it in the group. Okay. And it would have been a beloved name. And Brad would have been the first person to buy it when I was ready to sell. Yes. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, I, I think that name has to kind of have that, that meaning or character to you. I mean, I've got, you know, my, my big truck is Brutus because mm-hmm. it just is a big brute, mm-hmm. right? And it's not necessarily smart or refined in any way. It's just a big brute. You know, the the uh, the hybrid is white lightning. Yeah, oh yeah. Because it's a hybrid and it's a white car and... I'm a fan of old Burt Reynolds and old Burt Reynolds movies, and that's an old Burt Reynolds movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, different things like that. I mean, you get that character that that you get from the vehicle that kind of describes it in a way that you don't have to say, "I have a you know 2010 Ford Fusion," mm-hmm. right? You can say, "No, it's White Lightning. Let's all go get in White Lightning." Yeah, let's take White Lightning tonight, right? It's more fun and it's just cooler. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. To me, it just it creates that character. And I don't know that it is because it's a part of the family, but it makes it part of the family. And maybe that's mm-hmm. the same thing you're trying to say. 
Sure. Sure. It's, it's something recognizable to those within your inner circle of people that you associate with that, uh, is a little bit personal and definitely fun. Um, for me, I think that as far as the time frame is concerned, I think you have to have the vehicle for a certain period of time to, uh, like okay. to your point to understand its character. But for that bike, I would have assumed that after your large, uh, slacker moto ride that you went on, that you would have kind of understood your the character of the bike to some extent. You were able to really get comfortable on it, understand how it rode, understand how you're going to use it, and be able to come up with a name. So that's just saying that being able to go out and do something with the bike, you're not going to maybe name it the first day you see it, but you might. Sure. You might before you even buy it. I think Some Ken had mentioned that the person that bought the Beetle had a name for it before they left. Well, that... The gentleman that bought the Scrambler asked me what I would, what I called it. Okay. I wanted to continue that legacy. Okay. That's uh, interesting. And I thought that was very cool. That, that was one of the big selling points that made me comfortable with kind of the weird delivery deal that we had. That I'm like, all right, this dude's legit. He cares about it. Yeah. Let's work something out, right? Because yeah. it wasn't just a, you know, cut and dry situation. So, you know, I, that's fair. And I think some vehicles to that point come with that legacy, right? You'll get, I mean, you look at old boats. I, I don't know if you're into the boating world, but growing up, we had boats. And you get onto the seas or, or outside of kind of the general backyard 18-foot bay liner, and you end up with every boat has a name. Sure. Right? You get to a port, and every boat's got a name written on the back. Right. It's expected. And if, that it shall bike, have a name. Yes. And when you go to port and you call it in, you call in your boat. Okay. By name, yep. not by make, model, and serial number. Right. Right. You say, hey, this is the seafarer, right? Or whatever your name is. When you go to port mm-hmm. and you're calling it, you're calling the harbor master because you want to come in and, and find a, a spot to check in and do whatever you need to do, whether that's stay the night or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, it's, it's important on that. And it's interesting that in that world of large ish, because you don't have to be that big, there's 24 foot boats and smaller that have names. But the bigger you get, those boats all have names. But I don't think people name their houses very often, mm-hmm. right? And people don't name their cars. I know there's those of us that do, but not everybody does. And it's not necessarily a cult- cultural necessity. Right. But in those larger boats, because it's required to go to port with a name, you have to have a name for your boat. Whether it's on the side or not, mm-hmm. growing up, we had the Chicken Hawk, mm-hmm. which maybe is a fun heirloom to the Chicken Wing. Is right. now the <laughs> the Silver Wing, <laughs> but that was the the old boat my dad had when we'd go to port or go to the harbor was the Chicken Hawk, right? And that's just kind of how it worked. And it wasn't on the boat; we didn't ever put an official vinyl label on it or paint it on or whatever people did back then. Mm-hmm. But it had its name, and that was just part of life, right? And I'd I, say a lot of the times it's written on the boat somewhere where it's visible, so that way they can actually identify you as you're coming in, or other people as well. And to to that point, I mean, there's airplanes and helicopters. Usually it's not exactly a name. It's numbers and letters to some extent that are uh, call names for it so you can identify and contact and, and such. So it, it kind of makes sense in that regard. Well, I think custom bi- bikes and cars, you see that from time to time on the customs. Probably more so in the bikes I see. A lot of custom bikes that it's, you know, written on the side, you know, the... Regulator. Yeah, I mean, you go to the the one show, and a good half of the bikes have some custom, you know, painted name on them. 
Mm-hmm. They've got a, you know, or at least on the sign when they're up there, it's not, you know, 1988, you know, XT500. It's 1998 XT500, you know, the Dominator, <laughs> whatever it is, sure. right? Sure. To your point, but, you know, in, you know, in quotations, you end up with a name and, and those of us that are a little crazier put that on all of our daily drives as well. I don't know. I just think it's important and just to kind of, Round off the uh, the conversation about helping pick the name for the bike. Uh, I think it's good that you know she now has a name. Yeah, and there's actually a national name your car day, name your vehicle day. I will say that's on October second. So everybody mark their calendars. It's really important. They shall go out and name their cars. Yes, uh, all of our listeners, we fully expect that you've named at least your bike or car or whatever you're using. Mm-hmm. Um. To get, you know, to get to and from places as, uh, I know that's super generic. But <laughs> two and two places. Yeah, two and two and from, from. Yes. The place place. But, <laughs> but we'll, uh, yeah, we'll post on the Facebook page. Let's go that route. Because I think yeah. most people still have access. I know that's archaic and we're old guys, but. Yeah, let's see what other people's, uh, are naming but their that's, cars. But that's, we'll, we'll post on, on October cool. 2nd. Motorcycles at least, yeah. I we'll agree. look for, uh, submission from all of our listeners to kind of show us maybe a, a small picture and, and the name of that vehicle. Oh, that'd I, be awesome. I think it'd be fun to see what everybody's running and, and what we, uh, what we're working with. Maybe help, uh, guide some of the conversation for the future as well. If we kind of know what people are, are writing and interested in, we can, uh, we can talk more about things like that and try to, try to include readers' rides into more of what, uh, I guess listeners' rides into more of what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, that's a good point, Brad. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, I try every once in a while. Similarly, if you don't have a name, Brad was uh, real quick today to find some pretty cool <laughs> websites where uh, where you can basically randomly generate a name. One of them is actually based on questions, so I don't know how random it is, except the names seemed very random, <laughs> despite the questions you answered. Yeah. They didn't really fit the answers that you give, but it was fun to do. Yeah. All, all I did was I just search, searched uh, motorcycle name generator. Okay. Car name generator. We'll post a link up. to... There was a few of to them. To the one that was pretty fun. Yeah. We both yeah. ended up screwing around making stupid names for a few minutes yeah. this, this I, afternoon. It came up with Cleopatra for your motorcycle. Cleopatra, Blondie, and <laughs> Bonnie, right? Or something like that. Did you choose the same thing every time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I don't know if you chose the same thing when you got Cleopatra, but for Bonnie and Blondie, it was the same answers. <laughs> so that's where I feel like maybe it's a little random, and I don't know how Blondie would work for Maroon Motorcycle, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make a lot of sense. It did ask you what color it was. It did. That's, that's why I was very confused why Blondie would ever make sense. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. That's what I go by anyway. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> you need to dye your hair if that's the case. That's fair. I should. More red, right? Mm. Pink. Okay. We'll, we'll work on that. Beauty school dropout. <laughs> Final thing, and we'll, we'll talk about this next topic a little bit more next week. Okay. And, uh, but. What I wanted to ask you about, Brad, because you and I have had similar experiences, and you were talking to me about it this morning. Yeah. Is you were working on sealing a surface mm-hmm. on your truck. Now, yep. it's not motorcycle related, but my situation was. Sure. And you had an issue with basically silicon gasket maker, right? Yeah. yeah I had blue RTV and had cleaned up the surface. I was replacing the thermostat in my little Dodge Dakota and cleaned everything up real well, dried it all off. Put this uh, silicone um, blue RTV on each side of the gasket, 
and then sandwich that to the surface of the housing as well as the intake manifold on the truck. We all folded it down and and let it dry, cure for let's say about let's about it was about twenty hours. Went, filled it up with okay. water, got it topped off, got it warmed up. And was noticing that it was taking a lot of extra water. It was like it kept on going low. And I'm going, that's interesting. Maybe it's just finding some air pockets. This is kind of odd, but whatever. I just want to keep on adding it. And then was kind of looking around, checking everything out after I had buttoned everything up. And uh, was squeezing the hose the from the thermostat back to the radiator, upper radiator hose. And noticed as I looked down at where the thermostat is installed that I was seeing water spraying out. And so I'm going, what the heck is going on? Well, I've already ruined that gasket in essence. I'm not going to reuse it. I know that I have to fix this problem. And then the first thing that comes to mind is when Addison was telling me about the issue that you had when you were working on the airbox on the Scrambler and how the gasket material had actually gone bad. So... Ended up taking it all apart, cleaning it all up again, and just used a Felpro gasket, no RTV on it, mounted it, and it's not leaking right now. So I've mitigated the problem, but I've always liked to use, with a paper gasket, some RTV, some blue RTV. So, I mean, what was your experience with the Scrambler again? So, yeah, with that one, with the mods I did uh, on the kind of the... Airflow upgrade on that one, I had to pull apart the airbox to kind of adjust the flow patterns. Um, and when it's created, it's just two pieces that are RTV together. I mean, that's literally how it's built factory anyway. So I took all the side panels off and everything to get to that, pulled the side panel off and cleaned out all the RTV. Mm-hmm. Made my adjustment on the little tab in there to kind of change the airflow, a common adjustment that went with the tune that I had. I wanted to make sure that what tune I was putting in matched what I was doing so that my air to fuel ratio was good. That's fair. Um, so I want to do all the work that was necessary to make that right. Put it back together. Used yeah, blue RTV. Put that on. Um, I don't know how old it was, but I put that on. It was just sitting in the garage. It seemed okay. I didn't really have to pick at it too much to get fresh RTV out of it. But yeah, put that on the inner seal and then put the case, you know, got the case in line and pressed that together. Kind of gooped out is about as much I think I put the right amount. It came out exactly what I was expecting, just the smallest little bead on the edges. And uh, you know, bolted that all back up to torque and let it sit and went back the next day, which was probably less than twenty four hours. Yeah. Um and it was still a little bit soupy mm-hmm. on some of those little extra beads on the edge. Um so I kinda left it alone. I ended up leaving it for three or four days and uh just didn't ever set. Really? It's a similar situation where it's always a little bit soupy. Some spots did. Well, I didn't know what did. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I decided, you know, started Googling a lot. Yeah. You know, checked the almighty forums and, and Google and all these uh, ah. all these kings of, of information, right? And, uh, yeah, found out that it's not necessarily uncommon for old RTV to expire, more or less, to not set, to separate enough that they cannot whatever chemicals are involved in that tube mm-hmm. are now separated so much that they cannot be combined and they will not react right. with right. the atmosphere. So despite the fact that they haven't, you know, it hasn't just all turned hard mm-hmm. interior, you know, inside the tube, 
doesn't mean that it's not expired. Were you in a very dry environment? I was in my garage. Fully controlled environment. Closed, <laughs> sealed garage. I mean... I know, but it needs moisture in the air for it sure. to cure. Right. And so the only time that it wouldn't is either there was a chemical alteration due to sitting or however it dried and sealed itself up near the tip. I can tell you Caused the rest to have an issue or dry atmosphere. So that's why I'm asking. So I can tell you after three days or whatever it was, I don't remember, I pulled it all back apart again. Mm -hmm. You know, I never really put everything back in. So I pulled the case back off, the cover back off. Spent a ridiculous amount of my own, you know, of my time cleaning that up because now there was just soupy goop. And none of it. Everywhere. Absolutely none of it. There was a few corners that had cured okay. Okay. A few spots that were okay that would peel off with it. Mm -hmm. So there was, you know, it was not a square surface. So there was all kinds of different, right, locations. But a few runs of bead would peel Mm -hmm. off like you would expect and clean up in five seconds. Yeah. But much of it would not. And, man, it was just... You know, because it was a grooved surface, so to get that clean so that I could put a fresh bead yeah, oh yeah. in there was just a nightmare. I mean, it took hours of me with a screwdriver and multiple paper towels, you know, running a three-inch gap at most, fresh, fresh, uh, you know, paper towel, do it again, and it just running that 50 times throughout because... I took really good care of that bike, and I wanted it to be done right. I wasn't yeah. going to cut any corners, so I took my sweet time to make sure that every bit of it was removed. Mm-hmm. But it was a nightmare. I mean, it took... Right, when it's hardened, you can kind of peel it, and most of it comes off, and you can get a bite, it'll break, and then you get a yeah. bite again, and you peel off another foot run, mm-hmm. right? It's not that hard to clean up when it's cured. But when it's just soupy, man, it just it just wants to... The oils in it want to just stick to the friggin' plastic surface. Yeah, it was just really weird because usually, I mean, I've picked up RTV where the whole bottle is stiff. Right? Yeah, obviously, that. obviously yep. bad. Done. Expired, throw it out. Right. No questions. But when I pick it up, steel feels pretty good. You got the plug on the end, which, by the way, I was reading on Permatex's site today, and they say just to squeeze a little bit out and not even put a cap on it. That's your new plug. And hmm. allow that to dry. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I was And then you could just on. cut the tip off. And then you can start, instead of having to now dig it out from inside, it's all on the very end and it's all external, so it's easy to cut off. Yeah, Just sure. helpful okay. tip, tip. I don't know if, I haven't tried this yet to see how well that works, but thought that was kind of interesting. Huh. Um, but I didn't see any information on how long it would last. So I can tell you, I bought some fresh RTV. Yeah, okay. And I resealed it in the same location, right, just a couple of days later. Put a new bead on, put it together, bolted it up, and within three hours, it seemed like it was already set. So, right. Right. it and definitely wasn't an environmental mine, issue. I checked it the next day, right? Like I said, it was about 20 hours later, and it was leaking. So, I go to tear it all apart, and I was having the gasket material actually rip apart, and I could see that it had actually hardened in several areas. But my question was whether or not it had done it throughout, or if maybe when I what I first applied was not as good as what I later applied out of the bottle. And I, and I don't really know, yeah. but it came to mind as potentially the problem that I was going through was similar to the one that you had on the scrambler. It, it sounds very similar. And I, yeah. I, I don't know, but I did find a lot of forum conversations that, uh, in forum or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. posted online conversations, because some of them weren't forum-based, but just people talking on whatever Reddit and whatever crap they can find to... To vent, but it was is not, that a, not a forum. Uh, is Reddit? I don't know how. F- what is a forum? Is it a blog then? 
maybe blog conversations. There was blogs, Facebook, right? It's just whatever. When I Googled, right, everybody's a pro. RTV online. not yeah. not setting, right? I yeah. got all kinds of answers. Is all I'm saying. Okay. From many sources that that were basically saying, "Oh yeah, I've had the same problem. I don't know why I never keep old bottles anymore." Right. And so I've now adopted that that I used to buy the you know the big three times as large for twice the money bottle. Yeah. So that I could save that extra third of the price uh, long term. But, you know, I, I just don't go through it enough that if I need two little ones, I'll go two little ones now. Mm. Because it's just not worth floating around on an extra. And it's only five bucks one way or the other. And in the end, you know, from life to death, for me, it probably won't save me any money. It just mm-hmm. means I'm not keeping tubes around as much. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's it's something that I don't play games with anymore because yeah. it was frustrating to clean up. I mean, my, my, you're a little round surface for a thermostat, mm-hmm. you know, is, is only so big, but this was, you know, a big, you know, one foot by one foot square, except it wasn't square with multiple curves and whatnot surface that was just a nightmare to clean. That it was just, wouldn't, it would have been worth five bucks to have done it right the first time. I know. So then the concern that I have is I used the same RTV on the Xterra when I did the water pump. Now, I haven't got it back together to try it, but it is behind the timing belt. So if I just decide to put everything back together and not pull that water pump now, if there are issues, I'm going to have to pull everything else off. Well, not everything that I've taken off, but at least the timing belt um, before I can actually do anything. And if I'm going to actually try it with water, I'm going to have the radiator in there. I'm going to have my 50-50 mix, right? I'm going to have to take everything back out, and it's going to be a real pain. And there will probably be a few choice words that I will think <laughs> and not say or whatever the case may be, right? So I'm, I'm really at a conundrum here as to what I'm going to do. And that was the frustration. That's why I've been asking people today what they do. And a lot of people say, you know, after a couple of years that they just throw it out or, or a year or something along those lines. But, uh, but I just don't know. I, I guess I'd, I've never really come across this. I've used older RTV in the past without issues. So is it, what color was, were you using? It was blue the first time. And I think I used something else the second time just based on. So, you know, a lot of, and I, you know, there's different colors and there's specialties. You got blue, black, red, gray, right? Multiple grades of those two. I mean, blue right. has yeah, three you, or four grades. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And so are some of them more susceptible to it based on their composition? I was dealing with blue. You were dealing with blue. I find that interesting. That's fair. Right. And I've used black on high heat surfaces before. Yeah. Right, for different, for other situations. Oh, yeah, and the ones that I was looking at in the store the other day were that they're more for an oil application, right? Okay. So, I I just don't know. I so generally will I'm going to read it into this a little bit more over the next week, and maybe I'll have some more information for next time. But... With the Jeep differential, I would use blue RTV. Oh, really? Constantly. Interesting. And it was, right, and that ne- not necessarily was the right one. But I had that off, you know, every couple of years mm-hmm. at the longest, right? Sometimes more often than that, depending on what I was doing when I was switching out gears or In the th- there was no drain plug on yeah. there. Oh, okay. so every time it came due for service, I would have to pop the whole cover, mm-hmm. scrape the surfaces, re-RTV it. And it was nice. Cause I put a fresh coat of paint on the diff cover. It always looked good. Oh yeah. Cause I could clean it up and repaint it every time. But it, it uh, yeah, it wasn't the technically right one. I never had a leak, never mm-hmm. had a problem with it. Right, and I, I guarantee both. I mean, we'll get into it. So that's what I want to get into next week. Is kind of 
a technical gasket conversation Ooh. about when, where, why, okay. and then our experiences with that. Yeah, because we're only talking about a few certain ones. I mean, I mean we're, right now we're talking about RGB. There's number twos. There's yeah. There's some that well, never dry, right? So different materials. There's different thicknesses. Okay. There's different. Okay, I think there's a lot a to learn. Technical discussion. And I think that especially right now, I'm working on a vintage bike. Oh yeah. And some of these gaskets are hard to find, and I'm having to buy bulk material and create. Yeah. And the options are almost infinite, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's through McMaster or through an actual gasket manufacturer. When I'm buying that material, there's a lot of choices for what could work in that spot, you know, with regards to thickness and performance and, and clamp load. And there's a lot of things we'll get into yeah. to kind of understand basic gasket design. Okay. Yeah. So that those of us working on bikes can, you know, not necessarily pick the most obvious choice, but the right choice. Okay. Because it's easy enough to go pick some cork or pick some paper and cut it and go. But long term, right? That's, that's what I'm about, at least in the slacker moto side of things is... I want something that's going to last, have some yeah. reliability. Mm-hmm. I don't want to build something that is just to drive around for a few hundred miles and park in the garage. Mm-hmm. I want something I can go run across the country and back and not worry about something right. grenading or leaking. Well, there's a time for limp mode and there's a time for doing it right. And yep. if you've got the opportunity and everything and you have time to be able to take care of it, then do it sure. the right way and you don't have to redo it again in the future. Sure. If you need to do it right now, we're out in the road, out in the middle of the desert sure. and you're leaking oil. Go get some You're going to repair the oil pan with the license plate or something ridiculous, right? Sure. You're going to seal it with something. Yes. Yeah, put some black RTV on the edge and you'll deal with cleaning that up later. Right. Right. You just need to get home. Then it's worth the extra hour and a half of cleanup because you got home. Yes. But yeah. when you're putting it together the first time, that doesn't work quite right because, you know, 20,000 miles later when it should have lasted 50, you're doing another engine rebuild. Yeah. Or you're replacing the cover again because now it's leaking. Right. You could have doubled your, right, that amount of maintenance of putting it, similar to your water pump story, right? I know. That's where my concern is. Going in and cleaning that up it. now and checking it is probably significantly easier than even if it holds for 5,000 miles. Even if it never has a problem, if it's a concern and I'm stressing about it, I don't know. Might as well have the peace of mind and go through it. It means I'll have to spend another $10 on a stupid gasket for it, but... I just want to get taken care of and not have a I think that's the right choice. To go back to your conversation about what, what should you do. If it were me, I'd go back and redo it. Similar to what I did with the scrambler. It could be perfectly it was fine. An airbox. But if it fails early, I've got a yep. problem. It was an if airbox. If it fails immediately, I've got a problem. Yep. And, you know, with the scrambler, it was an airbox with, with 40 bolt. I mean, there, it was the clamp load on that airbox was pretty consistent, but because it was plastic, there's imperfections and there's, right, it's not necessarily a flat, flat. The flatness on it isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they want you to RTV is just to make sure you get those imperfections, even with goop in there and whatnot, you know, with the increased airflow from the filter, wasn't, chances are it wasn't going to be a problem. Environmental but, conditions will actually make pretty good differences on the shapes of each of those parts. Sure. So. But, but that's what, I mean, nonetheless, it probably wouldn't have been a problem, but probably yeah. it wasn't good enough. Right. If I'm doing the, if I'm doing the job, I'm going to do it right. So yeah. I, I agree. And if you I want some help, doing things. Okay. let me know. Okay. Sweet. We'll start pulling uh, timing belts. I'll just, you know, spin it around and fling it at people. You know, we'll, we'll have fun. I'm confused. And then what you do, you take, when you take a belt off, you spin it around. That's what you always do when you take a belt off. No? Getting a <laughs> strange stare over here. Maybe I'm doing things wrong my whole life. Uh, maybe. Man, I blame my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I try to Hope do that listening. frequently as well. <laughs> Nonetheless, we'll get into that. I kind of wanted to, yeah, next week get into a little bit more of the specifics and technical talk on it. 
mm-hmm. um, because you know we, we talked about a few other things in the names. I don't I don't want to run too far past an hour this week. Okay. As well as we just brought this up, we kind of pulled an audible on the second half of this. Yeah. Where uh, just this morning we were talking about gaskets and decided that there's a lot of value in that. I think. Right. Where I'm at, you know, I've done some research and and I think I could spend the week doing more research mm-hmm. to bring more valuable information to the conversation. Um, but there's been times in my life where I didn't have that research and I've used the wrong material and sometimes it didn't matter because of the use I was, you know, what I was doing. Right. Other times it would have been smarter to just do it right the first time and maybe wait the week for a specific type of material to come from a less common supplier. Sure. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of choices to go there. Um, and we tend to talk about things that are relevant to what we're going through right now. So I think, uh, I was talking about this issue with you this morning, so yep. it was very hot in that regard. We'll have a we'll have an update on on where you're at with the truck, hopefully by next week as well. Okay, and kind of see what you did. Sure, but nonetheless, we'll we'll keep this one a little bit shorter rather than running way long on a, starting off on a whole fresh subject. Okay, but uh, definitely appreciate everybody sticking with us. Appreciate all the name submissions. Uh, the chicken wing will be on the road again, and it will be. Never called Red Randy, and we don't have to worry about that. At least me. I will sleep better at night now. And, uh. I'm glad it was that disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, it'll, yeah, it'll be on the road with an official name. Uh, we should see it this week. I'll get that, uh, I'll get a decal made up and, and make it official so that it actually displays its name proudly. I think Kelly's gonna enjoy making it too. Yeah, I may. Knowing uh, that it's gonna go on your bike. I may recruit, uh, some support on the, the graphic design of it. Rather than just creating it myself. We'll see where I'm at with it. I'll play with it tonight. Okay. We'll see where we go. Nonetheless, uh, we look forward to talking with you next week. We appreciate all of everybody's support. Yes, very much so. Uh, please like, leave, rate, and review our uh, our podcast wherever you're listening to it. Don't leave. Share it with your friends. Uh, the more listeners we get, the, the happier we are. It's really about all that's getting us right now. But uh, but it is ha- it's fun to see that people are listening and that... Hopefully everyone's enjoying. Please leave your comments, good or bad or indifferent. Sorry about sparkle uh, farts. I disagree. I th- I love it. I've been using that so much this week. <sighs> Every vehicle I see with an unnecessary change, I just have been calling them sparkle farts all week. And I love it, and I will continue to do so. I think Ryan helped us create the greatest catchphrase that this podcast has seen to date. Okay. Well, then you need to get that trademarked now. I don't know if it... Needs to be trademarked, but <laughs> I am looking at shirts, and I have started the the search for a good shirt. Uh, you know, someone somebody that can create a few of those for us and okay. get them out to the, uh, to anybody that would be interested in a sparkle fart shirt. Uh, it should be available. Well, we'll get that information when we know where it is, so I don't lie to you now. Nonetheless, you know, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, if you can support us in any way for just a dollar a month, goes a long way to help make sure the lights stay on for us. You can go yeah. to Patreon. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of fresh information that you won't get anywhere else on Patreon. Uh, but we appreciate all that support as well. And otherwise, we really hope y'all have a good week. Enjoy the weather if you've got good weather. If you don't, get out and ride anyway because it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Get that uh, two-wheel therapy and we hope you stay safe. Till next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.